was the bottom of the ninth, with McGuire up at bat. Feeling so at home in my giant ace cap. I was eight years old, wearing gold and green. From my head to my toes, rap game Billy Bean. She was my first kiss, but I don't think it counts. On the kindergarten trip to the Oakland Firehouse. Sitting in the stands with her family. With the baseball glove her dad handed me. As the season unfolded, we held our breath. Watching Ricky Henderson, the quickest runner in the West. Hello, and welcome to the podcast Jokestrap with Wes Hoffman. Here, Wes will discuss two of his favorite things, which are sports and stand-up comedy. Hence the name Jokestrap. If you like this episode, please subscribe to us on Spotify, SoundCloud, or iTunes, or wherever podcasts are available. With that being said, please enjoy this episode of Jokestrap. Oh, hello everybody, it's Wes Hoffman. It is episode 100. We've made it. This is the end, guys. This is the last and final episode of Jokestrap. Just kidding, it's not. It can't be. How can you finish right now? It's October 4th, 2021. No one ever quit on that date. Except for Facebook. And Instagram. Oh, what a horrible, horrible joke and a terrible way to start off episode number 100. Just like every other episode. Nothing changes. Nothing changes. Everything's terrible. Anyway... Thank you very much for listening to this episode of Jokestrap. My name is Wes Hoffman. If you're not familiar with the podcast, then you probably aren't familiar with much. Um, I don't know what I mean by that. Um, But the basis for the podcast is to talk about sports and is to talk about comedy. Since there hasn't been much comedy going on in my life due to the pandemic um, and still recovering from that. All the comedy clubs are not open again. Um... Haven't hit up an open mic yet because not quite sure what the vaccine protocols are, if there are any. And I don't trust all the comedians that f- out there right now. Just some of the stuff I see on Facebook and I'm like, eh, I don't know if I want to, you know, if I end up on a show with these people. I don't know if I, I don't know if I want to do it, you know. So still haven't got back out there. Eventually, eventually I will. I'll write some stuff and I'll go back out there and do some material. I've had some dreams recently where uh, I'm doing stand-up. It's kind of weird. I had one where they were like, okay, you're going to host. And I was like, sweet. And they're like, okay, you're going to do like 25 minutes. And I was like, fuck, like a host? 25 minutes? That's like not usual. Usually I do 12, you know, when I host at Roosters. But you want me to do 25? Uh, You do 25 minutes, we'll give you a 10-minute light. And I was like, what? And, like, in my dream, I couldn't remember anything, like, any of my jokes. It sucked. And then, like, the next night, I had another dream. And this time, I was, like, remembering new stuff I was trying to work on. <laughs> I was talking about the pandemic in my set. It, that was kind of weird. They they didn't go over very well, um, the, the new jokes. Like, <laughs> what if all of my jokes were tested only in my dreams? Uh so, the <laughs> so, so so I go and do a do a do a real show, and uh, I uh, open up with one of these new jokes, and it bombs completely. I'm like, I I, I don't understand that joke uh, worked in my dream. I I I, I had a I had a dream the other night, and that joke killed. I uh <laughs> uh, that cracks me up just thinking about it. But I should not do that. Um, that is not a good way towards success they say to follow your dreams but don't actually depend on your dreams so to speak um anyway i went off 
I went off the the rails there explaining. I was just gonna explain what this podcast is about. If you've never listened before, it's uh, you know it's, uh, we talk about comedy and we talk about sports. Hence the name Joke Strap. And the sports that we cover is primarily gonna be uh, Bay Area, Sacramento area, California based, basically. Um, I am from the originally from the Bay Area now, living in Sacramento. Um, but my teams are the Oakland A's, the San Francisco 49ers, the Golden State Warriors, and the San Jose Sharks in no particular order. Um, I don't know what kind of order you wanted them in, but uh, anyway. So, yeah, so um, that's what the podcast is primarily about. I will discuss some other news things sometimes, uh, you know, but for the most part, it's just, you know, the comedy and the sports. Um, so it's a uh, baseball postseason now, and uh, the Oakland A's came up short. Uh, in my last episode, I said they still had a fighting chance, uh, but their fight uh, did not go very well. Uh, so the Oakland A's did not make the playoffs. Um, they ended up falling short. They So they swept the three-game series over the weekend uh, from October. October, not October, from uh, September 24th to September 26th, they swept three games from the Astros, and then they had to play three games against Seattle, and they had to, you know, win at least a couple of those just to keep some hope alive, and they ended up getting swept again by Seattle. Seattle just owned the A's this year. I think it was like Seattle had a 15-4 and record or 14-5 and record against the A's. Anyways... If the A's had just won five more games against Seattle, the A's would be in the playoffs right now. But it didn't happen that way. And for the record, Seattle ended up falling short of the playoffs too. So suck it, Seattle. Um, the longest drought in any of the major sports to not make the playoffs. Now 20 years for Seattle. So, and it wasn't. I wasn't cheering for the drought. I was just like, man, they beat on beat up beat us up so many times. Like, the only reason they would end up making the playoffs is just because of what they did against the A's. And so, I was like, no, I don't want you guys to make the playoffs. Not at our expense. So, they didn't. But, the Toronto Blue Jays came up a game short uh, for, for buying for the wild card spot in the American League. And then, when it all comes down to it, after game 162 yesterday, it ends up being the fucking Yankees and Red Sox. You know, it's the game that the... I don't know. The game that MLB probably wanted to happen is going to happen. It's a wild card game. The good news is, is that, uh, you know, after tomorrow, the Yankees or the Red Sox, one of them is going to be done. We only have to watch one of those teams once during these playoffs. So I guess that's a good, uh, good news. Huh? Um, so yeah, that's tomorrow at five o'clock. Um, tomorrow being October 5th. Um, I believe that game is on ESPN. I believe the American League games are on ESPN. Uh, the National League games are going to be on TBS. I believe that's the way they have them worked out. Um, I really don't know. You can look it up, people. But I think that's how it is for the first round of the playoffs anyway. Um... So, yeah, so tomorrow we got Yankees-Red Sox. It's going to be Nathan Iovaldi starting for the Red Sox and Garrett Cole starting for the Yankees. Now, honestly, I feel like the Yankees had the upper hand in this one, but you never know. 
um, they are going to be playing in Boston. So, interesting, interesting. Uh, the National League Wild Card game happening on Wednesday will feature the red-hot St. Louis Cardinals, who had a 17-game winning streak snap just recently. Um, that'll be on Wednesday, October 6th at 5.10 p.m. I love this, man. The Red Sox and Yankees play tomorrow for the first game of the American League Series. And it says the start time is 5.08 p.m. Game one of the National League uh, Cardinals-Dodgers series on Wednesday, October... Game one. It's not game one. It's a wild card game. There's only one game. But the wild card game, uh, Cardinals and Dodgers, Wednesday, October 6th, is at 5.10 p.m. Really? You couldn't just make both be start times at 5.08 p.m. or both be start times at 5.10 p.m.? You had to differentiate the leagues like that. Like, all right, Yankees, Red Sox, 5.08 p.m. Cardinals, Dodgers, 5.10 p.m. Is this because the Yankees and Red Sox games always go really long? They really need those extra two minutes. <laughs> we need those. We need those two minutes. Ah. Um. Anyway. So the Cardinals and Dodgers on Wednesday, their wild card game at 5.10 p.m. Um, that'll have Adam Wainwright squaring off against, uh, um, uh, looks like Max Scherzer for the Dodgers. That's going to be a good matchup. Um, man, I don't know who I think will win that game. It's a toss-up, really, because the Cardinals, like I said, they're red hot. Adam Wainwright's going in. He's having a great season. And uh, that curveball may be what's needed to silent that Dodgers lineup. Who knows? If Wainwright's on, it it could be, it could be, uh, it could be a Cardinals win there. I don't know. We'll see. Um, the teams. Uh, let's see. So uh, the other American League teams in the American League Division Series, we had the AL Central winner, the Chicago White Sox, playing the AL West winner, the Houston Astros. And then whoever wins the Yankees-Red Sox game tomorrow will square off against the Tampa Bay Rays in the American League. And then in the National League, um, the National League East winners, Atlanta Braves, will square off against the um, uh, National League Central winners, Milwaukee Brewers. And then the winner of the wild card game, which is Cardinals and Dodgers, would square off against the freaking Giants, who won like... 193 out of 162 games this year. It's insane. Um, but, so, I mean, if you're the Giants, who do you want to face? Do you want to face a Red Hot Cardinal team? Or do you want to face the Dodgers, which is their ultimate rival? I mean, if MLB was picking these teams, they'd be like, all right, we're going to have the Dodgers advance face the Giants, you know, make a lot of money on TV and blah, blah, blah. But I don't know. Who's a better matchup for them? I don't know. I feel like the Cardinals might be a little bit better at matchup, but they did take care of the Dodgers pretty well this during the season. They, I, they, I think they know the Dodgers a little bit more just because they faced them so much. So, I don't know. It'll be interesting. Uh, the teams I'm rooting for um, in the National League, I'm pulling for the Brewers. Um, in the American League, I'm pulling for the Tampa Bay Rays. Um and once those teams have been knocked out of a limit, or if they get knocked out of the postseason, I probably won't have much interest after that. Um, we'll see. Anyway, um, so yeah, that's the uh, baseball playoffs. going to be starting tomorrow. And 
like Dean Cook said, there's there's only one October. There's only one October. Um, so, uh, yeah, baseball playoffs are always fun. Um, and uh, underway tonight, uh, NBA preseason is starting. The Golden State Warriors are taking on the Portland Trail Blazers. The Portland Trail Blazers um, in Portland. Uh, they're currently playing right now. If case you want to know what the score is at this time that I'm currently recording, there's 8:16 left in the third quarter, and the Warriors are up 74 to 71. Woohoo! Uh, the biggest news surrounding the Golden State Warriors right now is uh, Andrew Wiggins has been vaccinated uh, for COVID-19. And why is that big news? Those of you who don't follow the Warriors might be wondering: is uh, San Francisco has a mandate in effect that you cannot go to large events inside a building uh, and not be vaccinated, whether you're work, staff, whoever you are. doesn't matter who you are. You cannot do that unless you're vaccinated. So it included people playing in the NBA. So if Wiggins had chose not to get vaccinated, um, he would be forfeiting half his salary because uh, they weren't going to pay him for these games that he wouldn't play. And he'd miss half, at least half of the games the team played during the season so he ended up uh getting vaccinated did he feel forced maybe i don't know but uh, he's having a pretty good night tonight uh 13 points uh for andrew wiggins in this preseason game so far um steph curry uh not playing in oh wait yeah he did he also has 13 points so so yeah warriors getting back at it looking to compete It'll be a while still before Clay Thompson um, is ready to go. Um, and I believe it'll be a while still for James Wiseman. But once they get those two guys back and running, should be good. Iguodala's back with the Warriors. Is that, that's exciting. Andre Iguodala. Um, uh, the San Jose Sharks are getting ready to start their season. Uh, NHL, uh, October 16th is their home opener. I'm excited to go to that game. The San Jose Sharks finally put on sale um, six-game flex pack, flick flex ticket packages today. So I'm gonna get some tickets from that six-game pack. Get some weekend dates where I can go to San Jose, and uh, I got my dates picked out. I just need to speak to the rep. Hopefully tomorrow, get those settled. Uh, so looking forward to going to some more games this year. Finally. And uh, they have COVID uh, protocols in place as well. Got to be vaccinated to go inside. I mean, there's a lot of people upset. But, hey, you do what you do. You do what you got to do to get your, get your, keep your people, people healthy and get your business running. I mean, you can't, uh, if you ask me, you can't really complain about it. It's, it's, it's their business. You, you have your own business, you make your own rules. That's how it works. That's how it works. Um, all right, so, yeah, so the Sharks are starting soon. Uh, they're also in a preseason game tonight against the Anaheim Ducks. Anaheim Ducks, one of the rivals. Uh, only preseason, though, so no biggie. Um, and if you're wondering how that game is going <laughs> right now, uh, they are in the second period with 11.53 left, and they're losing one nothing. <laughs> No biggie. It's the only preseason, baby. Will they be a better team than last year? That's still up for question. Uh, there's a lot of question marks on this team. 
Uh, Will EK65, Eric Carlson, rebound and become the star that the Sharks thought they were getting when they initially uh, traded for him. Will Logan Couture stay healthy the entire season? Will Brent Burns be the Brent Burns? Uh, Will he score a lot? Uh, Will Timo Meyer be scoring a lot? Can Tomas Hurdle stay healthy? Um, And what the hell is going to happen to Evander Kane? Is he even going to be on the team? I don't know. I don't know. Uh, Rudolph's Balsters is a guy that I see probably having a pretty big year. He looked good last year uh, with his... uh, with his time with the Sharks. So there's a guy, number 92, Rudolph Spalsers, that I can see having a pretty good year for the Sharks. Also, number 38, Mario Ferrero. Ferraro. For what you say, Ferrero. I say Ferraro. Um, should have pretty good, pretty good seasons. And, of course, their new goalie, Aiden Hill, uh, looks to be the real deal. So that'll be fun to watch. Um, and finally... Covering the fourth major sport, anyway. Um, the San Francisco 49ers did not win against their rival, the Seattle Seahawks, on Sunday, on yesterday, October 3rd. So that was a bummer. Um, Jimmy Garoppolo hurt his calf. And um, so after the first half, he hurt his calf and he was taken out. So Trey Lance, the rookie, had to come in and. Uh, Things did not go as well as they did in the first half for the 49ers all. Uh, 49ers overall, their defense got worse and couldn't keep up with this Russell Wilson and the Seattle Seahawks. So the Seahawks took the game. The 49ers made it respectable at the end, but it really wasn't that close in the second half uh, as the Seahawks took the win. 28-21, to it also sucked that Robbie Gold got hurt, uh, the kicker just like before the game. So uh, the Niners had to use their punter to kick the whole game, and he missed a field goal and an extra point. So that did not help. That was not very helpful, Gold. Don't hurt your groin before the game, buddy. Uh, And if you're going to do it, at least give them time to sign someone else before you get injured. So, yeah, the Niners had no backup kicker, left it up to their punter, and did not work out. So anyway, that's that update. Um, other sports, the San Jose State Spartans football team won their third game of the season against New Mexico on Saturday, October 2nd. They won 37-31. to uh, New Mexico's quarterback was pretty resilient, um, but the San Jose State Spartans actually had their backup quarterback playing. Uh, Nick Nash, actually, it wasn't even known who was going to be the backup quarterback until the game actually got underway. But Nick Nash had actually been playing a uh, wide receiver the first few games of the season for the Spartans, but he was also the most experienced uh, second quarterback on the team. Uh, so he ended up being the quarterback as Nick Starkle was out with an injured arm, and he led the Spartans to victory. So way to go, Nick Nash. Good job leading the San Jose State Spartans to victory. San Jose State, my alma mater. Why are you talking about San Jose State? That is why I'm talking about San Jose State. Because I'm a fan. I'm a fan. Anyway, um, so yeah. Uh, those. That's a brief wrap-up of all the major sports. Um, diving back into baseball. Um, next year, it is pretty much all 
been said by everybody, so I, I take it as fact. Next year, we're going to get rule, rid of this uh, uh, automatic runner on second base in the extra innings. Uh, so that'll be gone. So that's nice. Uh, the seven-inning double headers will be gone. So that's also nice. Um, and baseball should be resembling some sort of normalcy again. <laughs> Ah, oh, don't you love those phrases that people say? Like, oh, we're going to resemble some sort of normalcy. <laughs> Isn't it normality? Normality or normalcy? What's the right term for that? Anyway, um, so that's going to be gone. So that's good. I think they're going to be voting on whether or not the DH will return in the National League. We'll see if there's a universal DH or not. Um... I don't know. I think there will be, but maybe not. Maybe I'm wrong. Um, and overall, uh, as far as the season goes, regular season, if I was handing out awards, I would say manager of the year goes to Gabe Kapler for the Giants for sure. Um, even though when they hired him, I was like, ah, that's a terrible hiring. But no, he... he Played all the right cards. Um, in the American League, um, I could see Kevin Cash possibly winning again, even though he won last year. But he did the race to get rid of a lot of players, and they still freaking finished him first. So it could be Kevin Cash or it could be Dusty Baker this time with the Astros. Um, one of those, I'm guessing, would probably win. It would be really weird if. Tony La Russa won it for the White Sox. It's like, dude, you're already in the Hall of Fame. Why do you need to win another Manager of the Year award? Like, why? Like, <laughs> I don't know. That it, it would just be weird to me. Um, plus, he would just celebrate by getting drunk and in trouble. Uh, what? Um, anyway. Um, so yeah, that's Manager of the Year. Uh, Cy Young Awards. Um, I personally think that in the National League, it should be Julio Urias uh, with the Dodgers. He was the only 20-game uh, winner in all of baseball. And uh, a lot of people say, well, you know, wins don't mean anything anymore in baseball because, you know, teams score a lot of runs. It's it's like a, it's a team stat wins and got to look at ERA, strikeouts, and innings pitched, and stuff like that. But, um, so, looking at Julio Urias's line, he went 20-3. and three. So, okay, maybe wins don't matter, but don't losses matter? Like, he only lost three times. He kept his team in the game. He pitched 185.2 innings. These days, anywhere around 200 is pretty pretty good uh and uh 195 strikeouts you know not bad uh 2.96 era under three you know can't can't argue that but he has competition uh on his own team really uh walker bueller went 16 and four this year uh pitched about 20 more innings 207.2 had some more strikeouts 212 and has a 2.47 ERA, so the ERA is a bit lower. Uh, Max Scherzer, who was traded from Washington, uh, is a combined 15 and four on this season. 
with a 2.46 ERA um, and a two, 236 strikeouts. So it could be any of those three Dodgers. Or these three Dodgers could possibly take all the votes away from each other because sometimes that happens where, like, somebody, you know, like Bueller might take votes from Urias and Scherzer could take some votes from Bueller, blah, blah, blah. Um, and someone like Zach Wheeler could win with the Phillies. Wheeler was 14-10, and 10, but he has a 2.7 ERA and a 247 strikeouts, as well as 213 innings pitch. So he had a great year. Or, like a guy I mentioned earlier, Adam Wainwright was 17-7. and 7. His ERA is a little higher at 3.05, and not as many strikeouts, 174. Maybe Kevin Gaussman with the Giants, 2.81 ERA, 14-6 and 6 record, 227 strikeouts. Those are good numbers. So, who knows? But my pick, Julio Urias. Uh, Cy Young Award winner for the American League. Um, that's a tough one. Um, I think, personally, uh, looking at the numbers... Whew. It was really close, but I got to say it has to go to Robbie Ray with the Toronto Blue Jays. And if not Robbie Ray, it's got to be Garrett Cole with the Yankees. Um, now, Garrett Cole was 16-8 and eight with the 3.23 ERA and 243 strikeouts. Robbie Ray was 13-7, and seven, so the record's not as good, but he had a lower ERA, 2.84, and 248 strikeouts. So, you know, I guess if I was going by the same metric as I did for National League, I'd actually have to say Julio Urias and Garrett Cole for the Cy Young. Earlier this year, I would have totally been all Lance Lynn, but he got injured and only ended up with an 11-6 and record for the White Sox. So, um, so yeah, we'll, we'll go with Garrett Cole and... Julio Urias as the Cy Young winners this year. Um, yeah. Rookie of the year. Rookie of the year, I think, is pretty easy this year. I think. I don't know. It, I think it's going to be Randy Rosarena for Tampa Bay. He was still considered a rookie. <laughs> I think he'll end up getting it. But it could also be Adoles Garcia. So, let me just double-check something real quick. I don't know how many home runs Rose Arena had. I know he had some stolen bases. I know he stole, like, 20-something bases. He had 20 homers. So, he stole 20 bases, and he has 20 home runs and a two seventy four average. So, that's a Rose Arena. Adolis Garcia with the Rangers... He had 31 home runs and 16 stolen bases. So, you got, actually, I got to give it to Adolis Garcia with the Rangers. 31 home runs, 90 RBI. Another guy that might be in the in the conversation for Rookie of the Year for American League would be Ryan Mountcastle with the Orioles, who has 33 home runs and 89 RBI. Um, so, he, he's another possibility. He doesn't have those stolen bases, though, so... That could be a difference maker. But for the Rookie of the Year award, one of those three guys will win it. <laughs> uh, National League Rookie of the Year award, I think it. I haven't really been following the National League rookies too much, to be honest, but I think from what I've heard, 
And, yeah, from hearing and looking at the stats here real quick, I think it's got to be Patrick Wisdom on the Cubs. Uh, 28 home runs this year. Uh, average isn't very high, 231, but, you know, he's done well in the time he's had with the Cubs, um, giving the Cubs fans something to ex- cheer about. So we'll go ahead and say Patrick Wisdom on the Cubbies for National League Rookie of the Year. Um, let's see. What other awards are there? Oh, how about American League Comeback Play of the Year? Um, this is a no-brainer. This is Trey Mancini with the Baltimore Orioles. He came back from cancer. How do you not win the award? Trey Mancini. National League Comeback Player of the Year. Um, you know what? It might be Buster Posey. Now, I don't know if sitting out a season and then coming back after just opting out is a require or is a not a requirement is a makes you still eligible for the award because you're not coming back from an injury and you're not really coming back from a down year you're just coming back from not playing but he's had a good season so um if he qualifies i would definitely give it to buster posey because what a hell of a year um that he had after not playing at all last year made the all-star team again and Look good at the plate. So he did have an injury there for a while. He missed a few games. So, um, but I think he still played enough to garner the award. Should he be eligible for it? And last but not least, most valuable player for both leagues, uh, the National League most valuable player. I don't know. That's a. Uh, that's a tough one for National League. It's a tough one for both leagues, really. Um, I think it seems like all signs point to Fernando Tatis with the Padres getting it, even though the uh, Padres kind of sailed off there. Um, they didn't keep their progress that they had early on in the season where it looked like they would compete for the NL West or at least the wild card, but they ended up with a below 500 record. Um, But Tatis ends up with 42 home runs, 97 RBI, 25 stolen bases, bats 282. He's an all-star. It's hard to argue those numbers. Um, So I think he'll still get the MVP award. Um, The American League will be interesting because you have Shohei Otani, who's had a remarkable season. But it's just, I guess, a matter of what does the word valuable mean. A lot of times people argue that, like, is a valuable to your team in terms of, you know, making it to the playoffs. Like, are you that valuable if your team ends up in second to last place like the Angels? I I don't know. Um, but Otani had great numbers pitching, 9-2 record, over, like, a, yeah, like 150 strikeouts pitching. And then he had, a, like, 46 home runs batting. Um, I think he had 20, 20 stolen bases also. Something like that. So, yeah, 26 stolen bases. Granted, he was caught 10 times. Started the All-Star game. Only batted 257. But should he be the MVP? I mean, I think he's going to get it. Um Vladimir Guerrero Jr. has definitely got to be in the conversation, though. Um, the Blue Jays didn't make the playoffs. They missed it by one game, but they were a lot closer. 48 home runs for Vladdy. Led the league in runs as well, 123. 
has the highest on-base percentage, 401, batting average, 311. But, hey, he doesn't pitch. So, you going to knock him for MVP because of that? Maybe. What's viable? Again, Salvador Perez of the Royals. I mean, if we're going to just say, hey, MVP means best player, you got to put Salvador Perez in the conversation for the Royals. Um, the most home runs by a player whose primary position was catcher. 48 home runs this year. Led the league in RBI, 121. Prevented uh, Guerrero from having any thought of getting uh, the triple crown this year. So, um, so there's that. Um, batting 273 as a catcher is pretty good, too. Um, so, and he played all but one game. So, that's pretty remarkable for Salvador Perez. Anyway, um, so yeah, that, that sort of a breakdown of who I think should win and some of the conversations, uh, regarding the awards for the season. Uh, we'll see what happens. Um, anyway, this episode is getting a little bit longer than I wanted it to. Uh, just, uh, before I go, a few things, uh, some shows I've been kind of watching or some funny things if you want to look them up. Um, I don't know if I mentioned this yet on YouTube, but there's a special, a new comedy special by Drew Lynch called Concussed. That was pretty funny. It's a free free hour special that he has. Doesn't even have commercials, which is cool. Uh, he put it up on YouTube for everyone to watch for free. Drew Lynch, really funny uh, material, I thought. So check it out. Again, it's called Concussed. And then uh, I've been watching on Hulu, Only Murders in the Building, uh, starring Steve Martin and Martin Short and Selena Gomez. Uh, it's been a really good show. A new episode comes out like every Monday night. Um, so I'll probably watch that after I'm done recording this. Um, the, the new episode anyway. Uh, but yeah, it's, uh, it's a really fun, it's like a true crime comedy show uh, that Steve Martin was sort of the brains behind. So uh, it's been pretty fun to watch and finally i'm sure you've heard about this show uh, ted lasso on apple plus been enjoying that show uh it's almost uh, at the conclusion of the second season i think it'll have his final episode of the season season two on friday uh being released so it's another fun show anyway if you guys got any questions comments concerns uh gripes complaints uh blah you like the runner on second base rule because you're a fucking loser and you want to call in and talk about it, then uh, go ahead. The number is 916-237-7237. Call in. Uh, you could talk about it. It'll be great. And we'll be like, hey, hey. Actually, we won't even have a conversation because you'll be leaving a voicemail. But if we like your message, we will play it on a future episode of Jokestrap. Wait. You mean we're going to have more than 100 episodes of this? It looks like people. It looks like we are. All right. Thank you all for listening. Uh, if you like baseball, enjoy the baseball playoffs. Uh, if you don't like baseball, then enjoy the NBA season about to start soon. If you don't like NBA and you don't like baseball, then enjoy the NHL season about to start soon. If you don't like baseball and you don't like uh, uh, NBA and you don't like uh, uh, hockey, then enjoy the football season. And if you don't like any sports, then uh, maybe you wasted your time listening to this whole episode. Just that. All right. 
See you later. Bye.